chapter fifteen of the book of love by paolo montegazza this librivox recording is in the public domain love and age one in studying the morning crepuscules of love we have involuntarily outlined the first phases of love we have seen him timid and spasmodic exerting himself between the swaddling clothes of infancy and the first weapons of arrogant youth like a boy warrior armed with a wooden sword and a pop-gun during the age of adolescence this sovereign affection shows the most sublime puerilities the maddest hysterias the most fanciful vows of an infinite without limits of time or space side by side with the most ideal aspirations we find however the impetuous and automatic outbreaking of the first lusty actions and a youthful imagination inflaming the first fevers of lust agitates and shakes the tender and fragile organism happy those who in the first storms of life find a friendly hand as a guide and solace to preserve them from thousands of dangers which threaten health and morality at the same time the first impatient acts of lust in adolescence are generally followed in elect natures by a period of reaction during which heroic vows of chastity are made together with extraordinary endeavours to learn to hate woman just at that time in the diary of the boy who is about to become a man we may read these vows and aspirations for chastity which i literally reproduce here for you tremendous dilemma of life the cosmos less the woman the woman less the cosmos i have been able to pass an entire day without embracing a woman and without any fervid aspiration for her and yet i have passed a very happy day try and do without the evil-born race of eve for all time i took a seat near a creole young lady and found her beautiful inebriating voluptuous i thought of a paradise of delights in looking at her and wavered the most creole embrace in the world however is not worth the cosmic synthesis as i have conceived it and as i will expose it to men no pleasure is shorter than the erotic delirium no sacrifice more fruitful of useful consequences than the disdain for this voluptuousness instinct with fury of its power is for you the outward manifestation of pleasure in its most attractive aspect it is only a faculty of yours and tends to draw into its whirlpool all your activity it is only one of your faculties and that which you have in common with the lowest creatures at the bottom of the series of creation and this faculty wants to be the first the first and only for a few moments but in these moments the least noble of your powers wants to and can take a great part of yourself of your ego it is a sovereign who rules only for a few seconds but who has power enough during the period of his reign to destroy half of the state and leave his throne upon a heap of ruins firebrands and ashes it is easy to destroy but from a mass of ruins and ashes to rebuild a state is a hopeless task these few expressions are but the thousandth reproduction of a psychical phenomenon which is reiterated in all men when they pass from the threshold of adolescence into the gardens of youth an historical fact and a proverb embodied this truth in two great monuments in the council of trent those who voted for celibacy 
were the youngest priests and the french language has a proverb which says if youth but knew could age but do a vote in a proverb deserving a volume of meditations and springing forth from the deepest roots of the human heart exuberance of forces prepares us for the battle but at the same time it leaves us calm and serene because true force is always calm rarely a braggart is strong and a frequent intimation of one's own energy is nearly always a symptom of decline and weakness the invalid who fears death often says that he feels very well even before being asked about his health and endeavours to delude himself and others with respect to the danger that threatens him a young man is in love always more timid than an adult or an old man and this fact originates from so many and mysterious causes as to occur in many animals as well birds among others the older they are the quicker they go at their amorous undertaking a young man however deep his love may be still trembles he is a ripe and fragrant fruit but the rude contacts of the gardener and the store have not deprived him yet of his untouched varnish he has foregone the useless and too unequal struggles against love and flung himself into its arms but he still trembles when the currents of the god pass through his body and cause his nerves to vibrate he is a priest initiated into the mysteries of the temple but still trembling when in the sanctum sanctorum and a gentle sublime timidity tempers in him the too virile expression of strength before our eyes we have one of the most sublime pictures of the moral world the apex of beauty without the mannerism of pride the maximum of strength without a shadow of convulsion an ever lively force a serene but definite energy ready to spring ready for action and reaction a young man with a good physical constitution belongs entirely to love and love is the property of youth all the energies of sentiment all the powers of thought at that age are moulded by that sovereign affection which absorbs and carries away everything into its hot and turbulent whirlpools he is less than a eunuch who does not love at twenty because even a eunuch can love and there is an amorous sterility which has its seat in the brain and in the heart and which is more humiliating than any mutilation of organs than any lack of functions if at twenty a man does not encounter a woman in the social world he loves the picture or statue of a woman he loves the heroine of a story or of a poem and the young girl adores the angels whose wings flutter around her virginal bed at twenty one should possess the physical energy to love a hundred women and even the most modest maiden finds in the air at every step a spark darting from her contact with a man notwithstanding however a gigantic and fruitful possibility of polygamy man and woman are in their robust youth essentially monogamous and in their most senseless idolatries they are still monotheists one god one temple one religion only one must be born with singular perversity to be polygamous from the first steps in love and the young girl who already loves more than one man at a time must have been conceived in a body-house by the kneading of the blood in the flesh of a bacchant yet against this virtuous energetic holy monogamy there rise on all sides enormous obstacles formidable adversaries move against it from every quarter opposing the first steps adam has found his eve eve has seen her adam but in the embrace of those two lovers how many enemies how many barriers how many abysses 
adam loves eve eve loves adam what can be more simple what affinity more intense and what affection more inevitable than their union still before they can embrace each other these two unfortunate creatures must ask permission of prejudice hypocrisy conventionalities hygiene morality religion and above all finance and there is scarcely one chance out of a hundred that the answer will be a yes from all these superior authorities that have the right of vetoing their affection the nightingale has seen and loved his modest companion in the deep shadow of a mysterious alder he has sung to her his tenderest song and infused his love into her to-day they sleep happy in their love and to-morrow they will find flexuous branches and soft moss to weave their nest no need of civil matrimony of religious matrimony of financial matrimony but woe to the man who shall rely upon nature to have his nest prepared the morrow of his loves would be cursed by hunger and scrofula and rachitis would kill his children born of a union which lacked the consent of finance from the clash of two contrary forces there arises a decomposition of movements a transformation of energies and this phenomenon occurs in love when pure virginal powerful and hardly issued from the hot bosom of nature it finds the sharp rocks of social obstacles and like a wave breaks against them raises a mass of foam and withdraws dragging away a congeries of stones splinters and mud scattered by the turbulent clashing of so many forces and resistances would fortune that in that first shock love should suffer nothing but sorrow tears have blessed thousands of loves and bathed them in a sweet dew very few have they killed but in the dashing of the first love against the cruel rock of social resistances many new forces all of them ruthless spring from the decomposition of the two contrary motions and a thousand compromises with conscience stain in its swaddling clothes the new-born love humiliating it under the shame of an original sin End of chapter 15 1